Let's roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Matt Croger. And I'm Jeremy Duvall. Welcome! As my uh, uh, ode to our late departed and uh, Happily retired brother, Mark Zielinski. I'm really excited. Matt, or I'm here in the middle of my afternoon, whereas Matt is awake super early, coffee equipped. And today we're going to be doing sort of imagine if List Builder Studio and Army Review had a romantic night together and they had a halfling love child. <laughs> what would that what would that episode look like and uh, you're gonna hear that today we're gonna matt, matt and i both have come up with a list using the beta publicly out beta list for halflings and we're so sort of going to present you guys with sort of two looks into how you might think about building a halfling list you know make sure to check out mike atkins did on dash 28 a sort of unboxing of the rules. Check that out. Really interesting. I know um, uh, Direct Misfire just had, had some stuff come out too. I haven't had a chance to listen to that yet, but I know there's you guys are getting a lot of halfling uh, goodness out there in the community, and we just wanted to add our little thoughts. What we're going to do is that we're just sort of going to go through both our lists that we've designed, and then while examining those lists, we'll take a little bit at stat profiles, we'll think about items, we'll talk about maybe how you might want to deploy the list, what in the list might work. And you know, and just keep in mind, guys, remember a beta list means beta, right? So all this is subject to change. And, you know, as some of you know, some of you don't know, Matt and I are on the playtest team, so we are under NDA, so we can only talk about what's official and been publicly released. So we're going to keep our discussion to just what's in the publicly released beta. But I can say and have uh, have asked and been given permission that I am just having a blast uh, playtesting, and I am just having an absolute just – this is the funnest – time i've had playing kings of war in a long time testing all of the new stuff that's coming out later in the year have you been having a fun time testing that uh it's so good and it's i think it's so good seeing what's coming i mean this is literally i mean this is just part of what i think will be the biggest shake-up outside an addition change and and potentially even bigger bigger shake-up than an addition change right in terms of what they're trying to do with the armies and yeah, I, I, I've been having great fun as well. And just the amount of chat that has increased in um, uh, amongst the playtest groups just about Kings of War in general, I think it's just there's a lot of frothing going on, uh, certainly in Australia uh, for the Australian group. Uh, yeah, having a great time, mate. Yeah, like you said, in, important to remember that it's beta and that some of the changes in here uh, are in the context of, of what's coming potentially. Yeah, and what remember what you know Kyle had had said previously on the show when uh, go back and check out our masters coverage if you haven't yet, and I think Kyle said something to the effect that the new Clash of King packs in many ways feels like the promise of third edition fully realized, mm -hmm. and all I'm going to say is that really resonates with me 
And, and then other than that, exactly, you know, we can't talk about that stuff, but we can't talk about the public um, beta list. So why don't you go first, Matt? Um, and also these lists are 2,300 points. So sort of kind of, I guess you'd say, I don't want to say tournament standard, but it's sort of where the game has gone, right, is the 2,300 points. And both Matt and I uh, approached building the list from sort of two different backgrounds. So before we get to my list, Matt, when you were starting the list, how how did you decide to approach it as far as like building the list? Yeah, so when I've built this list, I'm not sure if it'll be competitive at all. But what I wanted to show was, to me, looking at the halflings, besides doing combined arms pretty well, which I think is what you have done, is I think other, other than that, one of the things that they've really got going for them is this concept of synergies. Uh, and I don't think we have that in other armies quite as much. So what I wanted to show is when we put units on the table and then add something else, what does that change? And uh, so that's what I've built my list doing as like an army that basically just supports each other, but alters each other as well, depending on their special rules. Okay, awesome. So Matt, why don't you give us the whole list first from top to bottom, the, the full Monty, as they say. And then we'll, and then you can talk a little bit about sort of what your ideas were about the list, and then we can look at some stat lines, etc. Great. Okay. So what I've got is a whole bunch of in- infantry first, well, uh, and I, re- I really wanted to put a legion of halflings on the table. So first up, I've got a legion of braves, and then I've got three regiments of spear spikes, two halfling harvesters, the special character Aaron Codwallader. A halfling engineer, two regiments of aeronauts, three regiments of grenadiers, uh, a troop of wild runners, the melee version, two regiments of wild runners, the melee versions, and two mounted halfling sorcerers, one with inspiring talisman and one of loot of insatiable darkness. Oh, and on the engineer, actually, I've got the gizmos upgrade and the radiance of life for things with the tinker keyword, uh, which is an extra 20 points. That leaves me with five points spare, which I would put on something. So um, probably on one of the regiments of wild runners or something or one of the grenadiers. Um, So the idea, so I think I'll give you the idea of the list and then we can go through the stats. So to me is to have this big block of infantry in the middle with the legion and the spear spikes um, and the harvesters basically checkerboarded. And I want the harvesters reasonably probably on either side of the Braves Legion because the halfling engineer with his gizmos and gadgets upgrade gives this, you can give one unit of infantry the tinker keyword. And so I would give that to the Legion. And then so he's going to be radiance of lifing the three tinker things, which is the Braves Legion and the two harvesters. And he has another special rule that I'm just trying to. What, what else? Do he I gives say? them yeah. iron resolve, too. He gives them iron resolve. Because too. That's spoiler it. alert, Matt and I were like, let's make different lists. And we did. But we're such on the same bromance wavelength. That uh, you may see some similar similar <laughs> elements here. Uh, because, oh man, I just I want to make legions great again. So uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. continue. Yeah, that's I, I'm not surprised by that. My bandanaed bay. So then I've got two regiments of aeronauts and three regiments of grenadiers. So they're the flying for the list. 
So to me, the aeronauts are going to set back, um, sit back, and they're going to combo charge with things. Uh, I think that's where they're really powerful. Uh, we'll go through their stats and their special rules soon. And then the grenadiers have two roles. They can either sit back and combo charge or if necessary, depending on the list, because they're speed 10, they can kind of go around the flanks and threaten other chaff and things. I've got the troop of wild runners and the two regiments basically all go together. So they'll be like a little combat group and they would go with the halfling sorcerer that's probably got the inspiring talisman. And so we'll go into the sorcerer's special rule, but he'll basically be buffing them every turn. And then the other halfling sorcerer that's mounted with the loot will basically be running around uh, wherever required, mostly probably uh, buffing the infantry uh, and then bane chanting them if necessary. But before we go through them, what do you think of the sound of that, Jeremy? I like it. I like it. I think, um, you know, you, you, you're building on the synergies. I think that the the saucerer gastromancy ability is really interesting. Um, mm. But I think it, it, it's nice. It kind of showcases how their synergies work and um, some cool model opportunities. Anytime you're doing a legion, you have a great opportunity to do like great multi-basing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just love the idea of a legion of little people. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) And I think what I, um, I I can't remember if I signaled just then, but the special character has an aura that makes all the infantry nimble. So I just have in my head the Legion being able to go speed 10 and then pivot. (laughs) That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give my list, and then after I give my list, then we'll talk about the units because we're, we're, some units we're sharing, some units we're not, so we'll talk a little bit more detail about what we think about the units themselves. But mine is called this. my list is called The Second Breakfast of Death. <laughs> and at, at its core is a legion of braves with brew of sharpness. And I imagine doing the multi-base of this to look like Frodo's party – or Bilbo's <laughs> birthday party from Lord of the Rings. And it's like the villains have like invaded the Shire during a feast party. And the Legion is like everyone around the table. Like you've, you've interrupted them and now they're pissed. So, <laughs> we have our Legion of, so we have a Legion of Braves with sharpness. I used to run Matt uh, zombie Legion in second edition with sharpness. Mm-hmm. And I just really like that. It's a, a, a cheap, a, a sort of a cheap way to get a horde with a ton of attacks you put sharpness on anything with 30 plus attacks and your value just goes to value town. So yeah, um, I'd honestly consider two in this list. That'd be so yeah. cool. Two legions, double yeah. legions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I like, so I have sort of, uh, I have the legion of braves kind of in my center protecting one flank of that. I have two of the rifle regiments fully loaded with special halfling bullets, uh, with a steady aim, and then I have on the other side, I have a horde of stalwarts with brew of strength. So we got the legion, and then we got a horde of stalwarts with brew of strength. And then sort of supporting that center, we have a sorcerer. Um, we have a sergeant with the special uh, banner that grants elite. And then we um, take an engineer who's also has the radiance of life and he's giving the tinker to my legion as well. I think that's a combo that really kind of stands out as a way to put anytime you can put iron resolve or any sort of defensive stat on a deep nerve pool. Mm. Um, it's delicious. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so that's sort of my 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 center combat slowly marching towards you. You have to deal with it. Uh, for uh, part of the list, and then I have two uh, uh, more speeds elements. I have two jugger regiments, which are the the a little bit defense five knights. Right, one has pathfinder, one has J boots. I have two aeronaut regiments. Um, I have two muster captains on winged arrowleses. So those are all like my speed components, and then the list rounds out with two howitzers. Just to give me a little bit of a uh, uh, you know piercing punch, and then I put relentless on my knights uh, and on my two big infantry blocks. Yeah, that's nice. I think that's a really solid combined list, right? Got a little bit of speed, a little bit of shooting. It's got some scoring flying monsters. It's got some synergies with the sorcerer plus the engineer, um, and then the sergeant with the banner. Um, which gives uh, so basically as we start talking about the units so in that list my legion you know the legion of braves has 30 attacks and they normally hit on fives but essentially legion of braves hitting on fours with elite iron resolve backed up by the sorcerer who has that special ability, right, as, as you've seen, as you, you roll three dice, right, and you pick a stat, mm. and then depending how many successes you have, mm. that stat. So I'm thinking I could give the Legion either, hey, they've taken some damage, let's throw some life leech, I want to make sure they kill something, let's throw in some. I think one of the choices is uh, Brutal, right? Yeah. Uh, let, let me throw in some Brutal. So I think it's a... Uh, uh, all of a sudden, those angry, uh, interrupted partying halflings will be pretty pissed. Mm. And um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so we've managed to include all three of the infantry, the standard infantry types from the beta list there. So let's um, let's run through the Braves first because we've both got that in the list. So in the Braves, we've got their speed five, melee five, no ranged. Defense four. They come in a regiment, horde, and legion, uh, with the standard unit strengths of two, three, and four. Attacks are twelve, twenty-five, and thirty, with a nerve of twelve, fourteen, nineteen, twenty-one, and twenty-five, twenty-seven. And then their points are eighty, one thirty, and one ninety for the legion. Their special rules are spell ward, which we uh, haven't gone over yet, but that's a new rule. So all spent spells, friend or foe, targeting this unit are resolved at an additional minus one to hit modifier. But note that a natural roll of sixes will still always be a hit. Uh, and then they have an option for relentless for a five-point upgrade once per game when attacking a unit that currently has at least one point of damage. After the unit rolls to damage in melee, you may choose to re-roll three of the dice that failed to damage. So basically, a better vicious as long as the thing that you're attacking has already taken some damage. So I think that's a really cool rule. Do you think it? Do you think that? Yeah, I like it, especially with with uh, the halfling's uh, ability to shooting. You know, which is another mm. reason why I wanted to put the rifles in, just so that you know you you, you pop off a, sh- a couple shots, you get a couple damage. Um, because often combats, especially with a unit that is default hitting on fives, you know, mm. being able to make sure what hits you do get to get them through to damage is really important. So yeah. I think for me that fi- five plus, I'm going to take that. I think relentless on any of my hordes or legions are above as far as mm. 
You know what I mean? As far as maybe in the in the regiments or smaller stuff, it's not really worth it. Or, you know, the the characters that only have um, three attacks or whatever. But I think for anything that you're, you're rolling dice really with, it, it's yep. worth having. Yeah. And so, for example, in my list, I think I said I had five points free. So I would probably choose that on the Legion because, like you said, and. You know, we all know in Kings that that extra point or damage or two can be everything in terms of winning the game. So it's why Brutal such a good rule, right? It's basically auto damage. And I think when you stack that that Relentless with the Brutal or with the Brutal Aura from the Sorcerer, again, you're 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 making sure you get those two to four extra damage that brings you from needing a ten to waver to a six. You know, mm. that's a huge difference, right? Or, or to kill, you know, on your nerve roll. The difference between needing a 6 or a 10 to kill a unit, I mean, that's night and day. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so the, the Braves unit uh, in general, I, I see, can have multiple roles. So you and I both went for a Legion, basically, because it's cool. Um, but it also can be really that roadblock once you combine it with other things. But the Braves are going to be probably one of your biggest key unlocking units in this list, like a regiment at 80 points. They're not, um, uh, yeah, they, they, they allow unlocks. So they can be, you can stick that regiment in a back corner to be claiming if you wish. Or, But the main thing is in, at 130 points for a horde, when you've got so much stuff to be unlocked in this, this list that you could really you could really go for it in that regard and have a few hordes and you're unlocking all your war machines and your monsters. I think that's the perfect regiment, and we've heard it on List Builder Studio before, right, Matt? Which is, I deploy a hard flank, and on my and my opponent doesn't deploys across from me, and they don't put much on their other flank. I put a regiment of these guys with all my push tokens, and they yeah. move up, you know. Or I'm going to put a pillage token behind a forest on each deployment side. So yep. that I know no matter where I get, I'm putting a regiment of these guys behind a forest on a token, and they're not doing anything for the rest of the game. Yeah. Yeah, to- totally agree. And, I mean, there's one thing in this list you're not going to struggle for, and that's unlocks, right? Yeah. And just drops in general. Even with getting some of the elite stuff, you're going to have a lot of tools. Mm. Uh, so in many ways, that's what the list feels feels to me like. It's like a toolbox list, is yep. that there's lots of li- little different tools depending on uh, uh, what you want to – what you're going for or need in your list. Mm. Yep. I agree. Uh, do you want to take us through the stalwarts? Sure. So the stalwarts is a is a, uh, in many ways the Braves are kind of like the zombie skeletons and the stalwarts are like the revenants, right? They're a little bit more defensive. So they're speed five, melee four up, but they're defense five, which is nice. They also come with spell ward. You can get them in a troop for seventy five points, a regiment for one hundred and fifteen points, or a horde for one ninety. The nerves are 911 for the troop, 1315 for the regiment, 2022 for the horde, and they come with 10, 12, and 25 attacks. You do have the option, if you want, to go down to defense four to pick up the crushing, uh, and then they also can pick up the relentless for five points. Um so just another infantry option, right, that you can take in a horde that's defense five, that hits on fours, that if you, you know, you, you give them a little, uh, you know, the elite from the banner guy, all of a sudden there are 25 attacks on fours with elite. Plus, I, you know, I'm giving mine brew of strength or like your list, you had uh, Bane Chant, which again, is, remember that the spell ward is friend or foe. So just keep that, keep that in mind when you're thinking about what you want to Bane Chant. But... Mm-hmm. 
I think it's just a nice if you want uh, if you want a little unit that's a defense five horde. Here's here's your option. And I'm glad you picked that up, Jeremy, because that's exactly why I put it in so we could point that out to <laughs> to yeah. people. So when you put stuff like that in, you know, it, it would be a massive risk. So in reality, writing a list, you probably wouldn't do it, but it, it just allows us to highlight that. Yeah, I, I, I love the stalwart. So I think in, in in most of my lists, they would be my go-to for that def five, right? 115 points for the regiment, 13-15. 13-15 looks a bit low, but you've got plenty of stuff to buff that nerve. So they could be a really nice little roadblock that's still dirt cheap. Yeah, because when you think about it, defense five, I mean, it's gonna it can stand up to medium hammers. You know what I mean? Mm. Like light to medium hammers are going to have a difficult time killing this in one go. Yeah. So and and again, with the just... amount of inspiring you have available, like there's, you, you're almost never not going to have something inspired in the in the halfling list, particularly with what, you know, Kyle has told us how inspiring will be changing post Clash of Kings. You know, I, I, I don't think you, you're never going to have a problem. Yeah, no, I think that in general, that's going to free up a, just not only for this, but as as Kyle said on that show previously, it's going to free up a lot of different styles of lists, yeah. uh, being able to have that inspiring. But yeah, yeah. I, and, and this is this is a unit, Matt, I like both in the regiment and the horde um, mm. and, and even the troop could be good. But like a 1315 defense five regiment for 115, that's not bad. Um, yeah, no, and remember no, these good. guys are these guys are speed five too so you're moving at the double speed 10 which helps you in scenario play a little bit so mm. um no I, I i think this is both this and the braves i think are both interesting choices and 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 then you're going to take us through the the spear spikes in a second but just kind of off the cuff i think all of their regular infantry choices are completely viable depending on what you want to do totally yeah i, I totally agree and um, so the spear spikes are pretty pretty similar basic stat line to the Braves, so except a few more attacks like most spear units. So speed five, melee five, defense four, only come in a regiment or horde with the unit strength three and four, 15 and 30 attacks, nerve of 12, 14 and 19, 21. So a little bit lower, but then they're only 100 points for the regiment and 165 points for the horde come with phalanx and spell ward and the relentless option so to me taking these was about cheap unit strength they really tip into that they tip into the 100 points means you get your three unit strength at the regiment um, so it's about getting cheap unit strength on the table and also just that um, cavalry mitigation if that's what you're coming up against in your meta and having three regiments of it means you can dot it around a bit where you want it yeah, and I think as far as unit strength to point, it's the most efficient uh, unit in the army. You know what I mean? As far as absolutely, I want yep. three unit strength at a hundred points, or I just want cheap unit strength. This is your this is your unit, and I mean you do take a little bit. Like it is a little bit less nerve than uh, the stalwarts or the braves in the reg. Or it's the same as the braves in the horde size, but a little less nerve than the stalwarts. But you are picking up that phalanx, which. I guess in some ways is like extended nerve because you're making it more difficult for certain units to harm you. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as always with things with phalanx, stick it in terrain. Then you've got, you know, if, if your opponent doesn't have terrain mitigation or in the form of Pathfinder or something, they're looking at, you know, uh, from their cav, big negatives. Yeah. yeah. But I think the takeaway for me, Matt, in the infantry slot is that three different flavors – 
but they all are they all uh i think have their place right yeah mod- model how you want, want and you you won't go wrong that's sort of next on the list is the range infantry and i don't think you you didn't have any in your list right i didn't yeah so okay so let me let me go through the rifle so i have in my list i have the two regiment of rifles with the engineer so it, in my battle groups like kind of how i explained while i was talking about the list was my legion is in the center and then my stalwart horde is protecting one flank of the legion and then on the other legion i have my both my regiments of halfling rifles um, and their stats are speed five, melee five plus, range five plus, defense three. A troop has eight attacks, eight ten nerve for eighty points. Regiment ten attacks, twelve fourteen for one fifteen. Horde twenty attacks, nineteen twenty one for two hundred. They come with halfling rifles, which this is I think a, a kind of an interesting a piece of equipment. So it's eighteen inch range. Piercing one steady aim. So very much a la the uh, flame bearers, Nyad heart piercers, you know, very much that 18-inch steady aim piercing one. But for them, they have like carbine rifles or, you know, they've invented the bullet is how I like to, to, to think about it. Uh, so they don't have black powder. <laughs> but uh, I like this unit because they can are a nice little kind of like supporting piece, right? They can move up with your infantry. So you can take them in a list where you still want to be moving forward with that steady aim. You know, they hit on fives, uh, which is not amazing, but I mean, they are really cheap. 115 points for uh, 10 attacks is pretty good. You know, I mean, if you could take a unit with lightning bolt 10 for 115, but you, but it always suffered cover. I mean, in some ways, it's kind of like that. You know, it's a little shorter range, mm-hmm. but... Um, and you could also take Relentless for this, but I don't think I would take Relentless on this just because it is a shooting... A sh- I mean, granted, they're, they're probably going to fight at some point, right? Because um, they're going to get charged by something, but I don't know. I, I don't think I would spend... I would take Relentless on these guys myself, but... Um, so a, a nice little cheap shoot, uh, you know, combined arms shooting shooting unit, I think. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I know I wouldn't spend the money on Relentless either, but also still another cheap unlock too, right? So you, you're not really getting a penalty for taking your shooting here, and it just synergizes with other shooting and that chip damage so well that at, at first it doesn't look threatening, but once you add it to some other stuff, could potentially be really threatening. And you are getting the unit, the unit strength penalty with them, right? Unit strength two in a regiment, whereas many others you'd be three. But for this list, I'm not worried about unit strength at all. I mean, you have a lot of other ways to get unit strength into the list. If if you're wanting just like a couple of units and you're a, 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 you want to make friends and you don't want to have a lot of shooting in your list, but you want to throw <laughs> it, you want to throw in just a couple of like nice little key shooting pieces. This I really like this unit a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. All right, so why don't we move on to cavalry, and I'll do the light cavalry version, which I've taken, and then you can do the slightly heavier cavalry. Uh, so what I've taken in my list is a troop and two regiments of what are called the Wild Runners, and I've taken the melee version. So they are speed eight, melee three, defense four. Their special rules are iron resolve, nimble, thunderous charge, and spell ward with their relentless option. They come in a troop regiment or horde with unit strength one, three, and four. 
their attacks as 7, 14 and 28, with Nerve 9, 11, 12, 14 and 19, 21. So for me, having regiments of these over the heavier versions that you had was all about price point and just trying to jam as much into the list as possible. And I love the idea of like essentially with the character support I've got that almost everything in the in the list has the potential to be nimble. So, I mean, I know the heavy one do too, but um, and they're going to be buffed by the sorcerer. So if I need uh we'll talk about the sorcerer soon but if i need their nerf to be a bit higher then that can be buffed uh so i just really like these as probably a cheap attacking unit uh at only 155 for a regiment again great cheap unlock their, their nerve is very low so they will you know if if someone you know bends over and breaks wind in their direction they will they will fly off the board uh, you, you would have to be careful with them. But again, I think the whole idea of these guys is to, to combo with everything else. So I'm not relying on them to do the heavy hitting. But the other thing is, is I'm sure I would build lists with a with a horde, at least, if not two of these, even though they're unwieldy, because nimble hordes of cav could just be so fun to play with. Yeah, I mean, you know, often sometimes, you know, uh, people like to put nimble on that unit, but coming... I. I'm trying to think in the current version of the game, is there any other like nimble cav horde in the game? No. Not not that I can think of, right? So that's like a really unique a unique unit. Uh, a flea bag's nimble? Maybe. Maybe. But that would be the only one. That's why they pay us pay us the big bucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, all these questions. Yeah, well, we got there eventually. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, I think that's just, it's cool, right? So, yeah, even if the flea bags do it, there's only one unit unless you're paying for an item, which takes most hordes well over 300 points. So probably closer to 350 to 400. So, yeah, I, I, I really like that idea. I like them good. I think they'd be good. Like you say, they'd be good in all sizes. Uh, you know, 100 points is just sort of where you want it. Maybe just a little bit on the expensive side if you wanted to run mm. troops of these guys as chaff, right? But mm nimble cab chap is is always a nice tool to have um yeah so i think it's a uh you know again they're giving you they're giving you sort of the options to kind of build out of it the list that you want yeah. i'll take us through the juggers so the juggers this is pretty much your standard um heavy cab option so they're speed eight hit on threes but the difference here compared to the wild runners right is that we're going to uh, have defense five right instead of defense four mm -hmm. uh, a troop they have eight attacks 10 12 for 125 a regiment 16 attacks 13 15 for 190 a horde 32 attacks 2022 20, for 325 they come with iron resolve nimble thunderous charge and spell ward so the interesting thing with these guys, okay, th so 13, 15, defense 5 knights, that's going to be low, right? Most knights were, were used to either the Basalian, thank you, knights, <laughs> you're looking at 15, 17, right? Or maybe like uh, Abyssal Horsemen come to mind, who the, the, you have the 14, 16, right, that are maybe the little hittier version, sometimes yeah. or 14, 16. So these guys are definitely a little bit on the lower side, but defense 5 with inbuilt Iron Resolve, plus nimble that's a little mm. bit of secret sauce action happening right there mm. and we know how much you love secret sauce i do Jeremy. i love it yeah i love yeah. the secret sauce 
Yeah, and I think if you compare to the unit that I did, so let's just compare at the regiment level. So for 35 extra points, you're getting an extra pip of defence, you're getting two extra attacks, you're getting an extra pip of nerve. So I think on balance that probably, you know, that that's a pretty reasonable trade if you want to take the more expensive unit. Yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. So you are you I think it's a reasonable amount extra to pay and I think both are completely viable, right? If you don't have the points, take the cheaper ones. Um and especially for my list is I like to have when I have a strong center that's slowly moving up. Uh you know, Britain calls it uh putting your opponent on the clock, meaning it's only a matter of time before my angry halflings get to you drunk yeah. from their party that you're going to have to come at me. And the, and the Knights give you either these guys or the Wild Runners. They give you some sort of some speed so that if your opponent wants to move in, stay out of the kill box of your infantry, but get but still get closer to you, you're going to pick up. You, you have a little bit of speed threat projection with these mounted guys. Absolutely. Yeah. And this would be definitely one that I would take with Relentless. I would... Uh, uh, Definitely take with these guys because 16 attack knights in the regiment, even hitting on threes sometimes can be frustrating when you miss a couple extra. So anything you can do to sort of help you with variance, dice variance on this unit, I think is worth taking. Yeah. Yeah. And again, still retain their nimble. So for 325 points for a horde, you've still got a nimble horde of cav that's def five. Sure, you take a little bit of punishment with only having Thunderous One compared to other Cav Hordes, but Nimble is so much more powerful. And look, Stick Strider on it, it's 340, and uh, I, I reckon that's an awesome unit. Yeah, I think with the Nimble, these guys really take Pathfinder and Strider really well, whether oh, it's yeah. in, the, in the Regiment or Horde. I think I probably want to, instead of trying to leverage their attack value and help help uh, bring up that 16 attacks by giving them more offensive items. I think with these guys, you double down on the nimble and you give them the Pathfinder or Strider. I think that's the way I'd go. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, So moving on to the large infantry option. So I think I'm the only one. uh, You didn't take Grenadiers, did you? I did not. No. So I'll I'll run through that. So we've got the – these are the – throwing bomb little guys that you might have seen pictures for the ej grenadiers so they are speed 10 melee 4 plus defense 4 plus they come in a regiment which is three units being large uh, three models being large infantry unit strength 2 attacks 9 11 13 for 105 points now at face value that sounds a bit underwhelming but then as jeremy says here's the secret sauce fly nimble and brutal d3 with the option of relentless for five points so to me this unit is about two things it's about the it's about the fly and it's about the brutal d3 so you've got two options threatening back lines war machines things like that and even though they've only got nine attacks that brutal d3 is free wounds so minimum one free wound maximum three free wounds uh or the other option is combo charge so you know, your halflings that might run in, your stalwarts, they might only do, let's say, five wounds on the charge. But it, that brutal then turns that if you combo charge with them to whatever they do on their own, plus, you know, plus the one to three wounds. So I, I think these are, well, the, the, these, these, this unit embodies the list for me. 
I think it's a really nice unit. I I think uh, you picked out you you picked out some of the really good aspects of it, right? It's fly. Not only is it fly, it's nimble. And really, this unit, it, I, I I really imagine working like it's it's running up flanks. It's getting in blind spots. Mm. It's it's threatening uh, areas, you know. And when you think about it, brutal against defense five is like having six attacks hitting on fours because yeah. you're going to hit three times. And on defense five of those three hits, you should wound. So mm. at minimum, this is like giving you six extra attacks mm. against a defense five unit. So being mm. able to drop in and the, also that 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 nimble allows a lot of creative charge angles so that let's say you have a key combat going and you just want to get that brutal d3 in like mm. you're going up against elementals or, or something that you're just having a really struggle cracking because what this list sort of does lack uh it doesn't have any big hits on threes crushing strength three you know it doesn't really have those type of hammers. It has one that I think is pretty good that we're going to talk about. But mm. as far as these other units, they really work in combination with each other. Um, Absolutely. Well, and you can't ignore them, right? Because it's still yeah. nine attacks. So if that gets in your rear, that's 27 attacks on fours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like if you roll, I mean, it's crazy. If you roll, I mean, if you roll D3 and you roll three on the brutal, man, that's just like oh it's just so good um when when i play tested these guys i'm trying to think it was either against ogres or a really fast herd list which usually playing my dwarves right that stuff's in my face and there's nothing i can do about it but the area control that these gave um and late game they completely turned the game you know just getting that that brutal roll off meant a couple of times units died that it wouldn't have otherwise died and the models are great, right? I mean, so many of the mm-hmm. of the Mantic uh, Halfling stuff is super cool, but these these guys are just so flavorful. Um, mm. Again, you could do a lot of cool stuff with basing. I mean, that's where my mind goes to. I imagine that you could do these guys like th- throwing grenade, or you could do so much cool stuff with these guys. So, mm. um, yeah, no, very very cool unit. Yeah. Uh, so we both had aeronauts. Do you want to take us through those? Which are the large? Sure. Cab? So the aeronauts. So these are the large cab, the sort of like balloon zeppelin-y sort of guys. They mm. are speed seven, melee four plus, defense five. You can only purchase them as a large cab regiment. That's the only option you have. Unit strength two, nine attacks, thirteen fifteen for one hundred seventy points. And they're defense five. I'm not sure if I. If I had skipped over the defense, but for 170 points for that, you get the, all those stats. Plus you get crushing strength two. you get uh, a blast D three brutal fly pathfinder. In addition, they have a special rule called bombing run, which is in melee. This unit will always hit the enemy on a four plus regardless of any other modifier. So kind of like a hammer of measured force, but for hitting, you know, as opposed to wounding. This is just a really interesting unit. You know, we talk about it. You know, there's that saying, live by the sword, die by the sword. I often talk talk about that by live by the fours, die by the fours. When you have something that hits on fours, you know what I mean? You yeah. just, you never know. Like this unit has potential to do no hits or like three or four hits, or mm. it could do like 16 hits. Um, what do you think about this unit? Yeah, again, I think it's a great combination unit, and like and like you said, it's um, 
you know, it's that it's that willingness to rely on fours if you took if you took multiples, right? But that fours is mitigated somewhat by the blast D three and the always hitting on fours. I, I think they're a really cool unit. You know, I've seen a little bit of chat uh, about them being similar to other Zeppelin models, but they're not really. They're not technological Zeppelins for me. They're more like hot air balloons, right? With, yeah. Yeah, dropping things on people. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, for me, again, I think a really good support unit. Like you, you wouldn't necessarily run one of these guys frequently into the front of something on its own. It, it's going to do better, you know, supported by another unit of it or supporting something else. Yeah, because I think on average, right, you're going to you're going to hit four and a half times. Plus, I think it works out to anywhere between four to nine damage against defense five is your average somewhere mm. around there, maybe, which in and of itself is not amazing but when you're thinking about it you're thinking about the what if you get these guys into a flank or you know and i really love that they have fly but also i like that they have pathfinder because Mm. that means again i mean granted they don't need pathfinder for their hitting potential but anytime you can have pathfinder i.e moving at the double into difficult terrain Mm. uh that makes a unit uh, a much more maneuverable so and then having the brutal was nice um Mm. but they don't have nimble which i think is um and and i think that's that's really good i think if for the same points if you had nimble it'd be op but i think not having nimble is a hindrance particularly at speed seven um so i think i think that's also a really good way to mitigate their power yeah and when you think about speed seven flyers right what, what you think about um wraiths and you, you there's some other ones in the game right that are, are are slower and when you're dealing with a large infantry re- or large cavalry regiment that's 150 by 50 right it's not a small yeah. footprint so not only does that seven inches is a shorter but the bigger your base size becomes with that seven inches the less maneuverability that you have with that same amount of speed mm-hmm. because you still have to be able to land clear of everything you still got to be able to make sure you're not you're, you're you know what i mean you're not touching any other units so i think that is one element in there that that does balance them out and that you have to be really cognizant of um in that fly is really great, but flying at speed seven and flying at speed 10 is like a completely different. It's like I'm driving my Honda Civic and then my uncle lets me borrow his Lamborghini and then I got to go back to the Honda Civic. <laughs> um, so it's like that. You know what I mean? You can, mm, or the Bentley yeah. or whatever. My uncle has a lot of crazy cars. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, stay, stay in his good books, mate. Stay in his exactly. good books. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know where his uh, uh, my uncle like was in on the it's just a side story, but it's pretty funny. My uncle was in on cell phones in the early days of cell phones. Um, and then he worked in the medical field. So he all his cars, he has an airplane hanger and he doesn't have any airplanes in it. He just keeps all his cars. Um, and then he, he was like, uh, uh, there's some stuff. He's got a beef with Domino's Pizza right now that is I can't speak for due to legal reasons. But um <laughs> On that note, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you that story off air sometimes. But yeah, um, uh, yeah. So it's just something you you bring up a really great point, which is the speed seven fly is just something you're gonna have to get used to, right? You're just gonna yeah. have to play it. You're gonna have to get comfortable with how the angles work and how everything works, and the non-nimble fly too is it's just something you're gonna have uh, to deal with. This unit just has a, a a bunch of upside, so it's gonna be those games where they do nothing for you, right? Where you're hitting, oh, nine attacks on force, two hits. 
Oh, Blast E3, two. Okay, one wound. And then there's <laughs> those games where you roll, oh, I hit you six times. I roll 18,000 bajillion tear hits. You're crying in a pool of your own tears in the corner. You know, so if, if that's what you dig, <laughs> like if you're like, you dig that high risk, high reward play style, this unit is for you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It, it'd be a risk taking a lot of this unit to something like the Masters, right? Because you have that one bad game and then your dream is gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I didn't take any War Machines, so do you want to take us through the one that, that you took? Yeah. Um, okay, so I took the Howitzer. So uh, one second, let me get that up. So my idea in my list was I don't have a lot of just, I think like crushing two is from the Aeronauts is the biggest I have besides my, you know, winged beast guy. So I don't, I don't really have any, any real can openers. Mm -hmm. So I wanted just to take a couple, you know, let's, let me just throw in a couple, a couple cannons just to give me a little bit of piercing shooting. And then also this helps in that, if you want to come close to the cannon, it, cannons, it means you're coming close to the middle of my battle line with all my beefy infantry. <laughs> Excuse mm -hmm. me. Um, okay, so howitzers, 90 points, speed 5, defense 4, who cares, uh, range 5 plus with 2 attacks, So it's a, and they have a special rule artillery strike. So their weapon is 48 inches, blast d3 plus one ignore cover indirect piercing three so kind of like your what you would want from a cannon right for 90 points yeah exactly i i, I think it's really well priced well yeah. well priced in terms of wanting to take it yeah <laughs> you know I, I mean to me i think with the combined shooting we, we may see some nasty lists with this and you know i don't think that's giving anything away i think that'll stand out to people uh and because the unlocks are so easy but i think uh yeah I, i'd definitely take these at 90 points i'd take both of the the war engine options you know and probably a couple of both if i was if i was building something more combined arms yeah yeah exactly so it's one of those things that's you know if if you're wanting to have if you're wanting to go the shooting route and um or you're wanting to go um uh to have that you know here are your war engine options so mm. And I think that's always it's it's always interesting, isn't it? When you like people will complain about a certain unit or something like that, and it might be pointed differently. But you've you've really got to look at it in the context of the list, because sometimes if you might if you make a unit significantly better or cheaper or things like that, it can make it can break the whole list. Right? Suddenly that list becomes too top tier. And that's a good that's a good point. You can't always take in abstract unit a from one army to compare to unit b in another army is i think that can be a good starting point as far as the lens that you're looking at a unit through which is these are supposed to be similar units as far as their role but in army x it's this and in army y it's this other thing but you have to realize that there's external balance like I said, unit from army to army, but then there's internal balance. So you got you got to just when you're looking at a unit, think about it in sort of both those arenas. How does this match up to other comparable stuff in different armies? But how does it match up within the possible builds within the army that it's actually a part of? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then so I ran two of the only monster in the list, uh, if you don't include Titans. So I had two of the Harvesters, which are monster chariots. 
uh, height three. Oh, we haven't been saying the heights, but so the, the harvester at the moment is height three. Uh, so for those of you that seen the models, have seen the models, that's, uh, that's the big troll pushing the lawnmower. So speed five, melee three, defense four, unit strength one, attacks D6 plus eight, nerve 13 15 for 140 points special rules big shield brutal crushing one thunder one uh so to me the these guys are little roadblocks and again force multipliers when it comes to damage right so you, you basically consider them if if you're playing well and in my list i would check aboard them so yeah you know, i probably have the legion on one side and one of the regiments of um spear spikes on the other so that they can't get a flank so then they're essentially defense six with the big shield and with melee three that d6 plus eight with some crushing is is really adding some extra punch to the list yeah i think often you see with that sort of giant profile right the d6 plus whatever attacks you see often those things hit on fours and not yeah. on threes right mm. yeah so this one you're you're getting that anywhere between you know nine to 15 attacks on threes with crushing one thunder one and then again the brutal and big shield i mean it's not i would i wouldn't say it's expensive but 140 is not super cheap either i mean i think that's probably a nice little spot for it to be so i mean it is something if you want to get a couple it will they will add up fast but mm. um the the goblin um mincer the one that has big shield i mean are those are really tough to deal with especially in tight yeah. compact battle lines like you said these big mm -hmm. shield becomes exponentially better when you have the drops to protect flanks and this army has those drops so I think big shield in this list is especially good because you have so yeah. you're you're going to be playing I imagine like uh you know horizontal deployment meaning you're going to stretch deployments you know you're stretching yeah. along your your side of the table um, yeah and I think and I think like you said the 140 points if it was 150 probably wouldn't take it but the yeah. 140 you can afford one to two because you have no trouble with unit strength or unlocks in this list so the fact that you spend you know 280 on two unit strength and two drops really isn't an issue when you think about how it can combine with the rest of the stuff in the list yeah and and again it's a cool model you could do a, not only is the mantic one cool but let's say you wanted to take mantic models and do your own conversion you know and make like some sort of rackety you know, uh, behemothy thing that does their grain shearing. I don't know what is it. I, there's probably some technical term for harvesting grain that mm. uh, I don't know. But um, <laughs> uh, I thought maybe you, do they have grain? Was, do they have grain? <laughs> do they have grain? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid question. That's like that's like when you're like feeding someone right and you're trying to get to know them like a girl and you're like, so do you like to eat? And it's like, are you like food? It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm still here. Yeah. It's just, like, do you like breathing air? Yes. Oh, well, that's interesting. Let's go back to my place, you know. But I mean, it's just. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Well, just say, you know, he's a pretty ugly fella. So he probably wouldn't be the type of person that you'd invite to cut over, uh, come over and cut your grass. But I mean, nah. you know. Mm -hmm. You yeah. never, never say never is what I try to live my life by. But, but like you said, just like a solid monster choice, I think the 140 is a nice spot for it to be, like you said. Um, gives you some big shield. Um, yeah, I think it's a nice little – it's a nice piece for sure. Yeah. Now, do you want to do the Sorcerer? So I said uh, the EJ Grenadiers were 
the you know the flavor of this list but sorcerer really takes you to flavor town super cool i mean talk about just like deliciousness you know um this would be like the one restaurant that if gordon ramsay went to he would be like wow this is great and he wouldn't be calling anyone donkeys you know because <laughs> sorcerer is is good the way he does okay i've just been watching too much kitchen, kitchen nightmares lately i just got gordon ramsay on the brain okay um so the Sorcerer is speed five, melee five, defense four. Um, and again, like Matt said, we haven't been talking about heights, but everything up to this point, it's the height on what you think it should be, right? There isn't any uh, weirdness. Um, so the Sorcerer is 80 points, and his nerve is 911, or her nerve, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, individual spell word, spell ward, which is nice. You can mount it for 25 points giving it speed eight which i think is both good to take or not to take right if you take the mounted option it gives you more ability to get its aura around and we'll talk about let's talk about that first before we talk about the the mount not mount option so essentially the sorcerer's special ability is called gastromancy and that means unless disordered immediately before giving this unit a movement order you can pick one of the following special rules and roll three dice if any of those dice score a four plus, you apply the special rule to that unit uh, where N is equal to the number of successes, of four plus successes. So essentially it has wild charge plus N aura for ravenous only, brutal N aura for ravenous only, a life leech plus N. And let me say the wild charge is not just N, it's plus N. And then mm. brutal is just N. Life leech is plus N. So that means if something already has life leech, you're going to be increasing it with this aura or rally just regular N. So, I mean, that's really nice. Talk about, it's like, what do I need this turn? Do I want some wild charge? Do I want some brutal? Do I want some life leech? Do I want some rally? And the fact with the mount, like what I was saying before was on foot, you can hide them, right? Put them behind your infantry. You're hiding them against other infantry. You're supporting your in infantry. Or if you want the speed option to be able to get that aura into the exact place you want, but maybe a little bit more visible, you have the mount option, right? So I think you can play this guy a little bit, maybe a little bit more mobile. Or if you want, like in my list, I took him without the, the mount, and he essentially is just going to sit behind my legion and my horde and then just give them whatever they need. Do they need brutal? Do they need life leech? You know, what are the? Uh, do I want some rally? You know, uh, whatever I need, he's going to be there to cook it up. Yeah, and I think the thing about this that's so cool for me is that we haven't seen this in the game before, right? So they don't they don't really have access to magic, and you wouldn't really want them to with spell ward. But like this, that you essentially get these buffs almost for free, right? At eighty points. You know, it is just, or if you just stick the inspiring item for 100 points, you get these opportunities to buff. And sure, your opponent can probably slightly predict what you're going to do, but they're going to have to second guess as well. And there's no, and ravenous only, if we talk about what has ravenous, it's basically weirdly the, the well, not weirdly, the war engines do. So you can even stick one near the war engines and like buff, buff them up with, with rally the what else pretty much all the infantry do and all the cav have ravenous so you know it's just affecting so much of the army 
that they're, they're really such a toolbox. And I, I think probably easily the coolest thing in the list. And to me, this is a perfect example of um, ways that we can add flavor into Kings of War without adding rules minutia. Right. Totally. Which is, uh, if you were to have, or I think a valid critique would be, on the one hand, you have Kings is an amazing balanced game. We love it. Tournament friendly. Great uh, community. Uh, you know, cast of characters of people who play it. Super great. But one thing maybe sometimes you wish you had a little bit more was a little bit more flavor or maybe a little bit more pizzazz where it wasn't, you know, maybe like half a step away from chess towards something more deep. But again, we don't want to lose that ease in play. But here, this is a perfect character that it's essentially you. they could have just said, OK, you have a rally three spell or you have this or whatever. But they just, you know, they they kind of. Uh, brand it as this cool gastromancy thing and it can do this that uh, to me it's just a, a great way to add a little bit of flavor yeah i agree and i and i love that it adds that little bit of unpredictability yeah. like you said you know it's kings if there's if there's something against it like you said it's in that flavor slash predictability whereas I, I love that this is a little less predictable but not game breaking you know, and and still limited. Like you, you still can't get more than rally two. So even if you roll a three, you know, it's it's still gonna. Um, but you're just more likely to get rally two, um, and your auras are still limited in the normal way that auras are in terms of stacking. So it, it's not OP. Yeah, no, it's just a nice little way to be like, okay, what what special ability do I want from from them this turn? And mm. um, you know, again, I think as as you see in this list. If the type of list you like is I want just the fastest, hardest hitting, super elite, or I want stuff that's just I can, you know, that's crap, but it just I can fill the table up for days and days. This list is somewhere in the middle, right? Which is if you want a list where everything sort of works together and and I wouldn't I, I would hasten to say that it's maybe a more complex play style, but if you like a play style that revolves around more of different pieces supporting each other, this is that style of army. And, and that's what I think really truly makes it unique so far in the list of armies in Kings is that this is, I think the first time where we we've seen that, right. An army truly kind of built around stuff working in tandem with each other on an ar a complete army level. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll move on to the engineer, which we both had in our list. And I think, uh, I mean, to me, I think the individuals in this list are probably done better than any other list. They each bring their own little bit of secret sauce, don't they? You know, so you look at each of them and depending on your list, you can go, well, I'll build my list around that character. I think they're they're really cool, the characters in this list. Would you, would you agree on that? Totally. And there's some we didn't even take. Like, I think the um, what's he the what's he called again? The feast master is hilarious. Yeah. And mm. I didn't I didn't even take him. But yeah, no, I think really the characters are some of the driving force of the list. And then mm. it's like, then how do I get all my units to work together with the characters? But no, I completely I completely agree. They're, they're very cool choices. Yeah. So for the engineer, we've got speed five, melee five, range four, defense four. One attack, 10, 12 for 75 points. So special rules are individual, inspiring, 
uh, halfling carbine, 18 inches, piercing one with four attacks. So even though only one attack on the profile, it's got his own um, shooting profile. And then, but the options is where it's really at. So aura, wild charge, plus one, tinker only for 10 points. Radiance of life, tinker only for 15 points. Or you can swap the halfling carbine for a long rifle and you lose that, and but gain range three plus and 24 attempt at um, inches, but only three attacks with piercing two. Now, the accident there is that there's no cost on the profile. My understanding is it's meant to be 15 points. Uh, and then you can also take a one-off upgrade called Gadgets and Gizmos, which is after both players have deployed, nominate a single core friendly infantry unit, and this unit gains the Tinker keyword and Iron Resolve special rule, and that's only five points. So in my list, I bought gadgets and gizmos and the radiance of life tinker only and so if we just see what that affects that's the aeronauts the grenadiers um in my list it's also the the monster the harvester but it would also do the iron beast uh, that we didn't talk about uh and i'd be giving the tinker keyword to the legion so again it's just being able to, if you deploy well, and once, like you said, that's the finesse in movement with this with this list, is keep it near the right stuff, like big shield and radiance alive. Oh, what a combo! And then it's keeping the the aeronauts alive and things as well when they're combo charging. So it's the synergy that I think really you know makes the engineer stand out. Yeah, like you, I saw that that uh, give one unit uh iron resolve and immediately i went to that same space which is my party the party bus yeah. of the, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the legion of braves because not only do they get that iron resolve but now that you have the aura for uh radiance of life and since i'm running the two regiments of rifles right next to that whole our legion that means as i'm moving up the battlefield if you're trying to counter shoot my regiments of rifles off I have something, right? I have a little bit of heal to help sort of keep them alive as I'm moving up the the, the battlefield. Um, yep. But I think you bring up a really good point, which is this is going to be one of those lists that I think when I made mine, I drew out my uh, a possible deployment. So this is going to be one that you're going to either want to be, be pulling some uh, the Kafsner maneuver, right? Be at home in your basement deploying the army out on an empty table, <laughs> right? Our do pictures, because really this is one of those lists because of so many auras and so many synergies that I could see yourself really just starting the game on a back foot if you deploy poorly. Mm. So, um, so this could be a great list for people who deploy well, or if you deploy bad and you want to get better at deploying, this would be another good list because it's going to reward you and it's going to punish you if you mm. deploy bad and re reward you if you deploy good. Um, yeah. So sometimes picking an army, and it's kind of a – we've heard it on list builders before, but sometimes picking an army that is good at something that you want to improve in can be a good way to help you. I think there's benefits to playing to type and playing against type. That means picking an army that's inherently matched up with your inborn play tendencies and then also playing an army that's different from what you're comfortable with. I think there's value in both those things. So just uh, you brought up a good point. So just keep that in mind when you're deploying this that, or when you're playing this army. A lot, think about how you want to deploy ahead of time. And then I think you took the sergeant, did you, Jeremy? I did take I did take the sergeant. So let me go through mm. the sergeant. So he is speed five, 
melee three, defense five, three attacks, 10, 12 for 55 points. So right off the bat, 10, 12 nerve, defense five, three attacks and threes for 55 points. That's pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. Crushing strength one, which is nice. So if I do need to get a wound on something, you know, emergency, emergency, Will Robinson, we need to ground that thing or something. <laughs> the, ser- the sergeant can do it. He's also got spell ward, right? As much of the list does. Um, you can mount him for uh, on a on a horse for uh, speed eight for 25 points. You can give him scout for 10 points. But if you do that, just remember, you can't mount him. Uh, you can give him a ranged attack if you want, a little bow, 18 inches, range four up for 10 points, and that has no separate shooting attack, so that's going just off his base attack. So essentially four attacks on fours, uh, 18 inch for 10 points, but no uh, piercing. You can give him relentless, and then, again, this would be a guy who I would not, I would save that five points, right? Only three attacks, I'm not going to give relentless on. But uh, the uh, again, we keep going back to Colonel Secret Recipe sauce action. Um, the standard of Hodenberg, which I guess means something that we won't discuss on this show because we're a fan. Oh yeah, yeah, you, you, you've you've heard that. <laughs> Rashad, Rashad alerted you to that, did he? Yeah, uh huh. Rashad, Rashad, <laughs> live in from from Germany. Rashad was Johnny on the spot with the translation of 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 Hodenberg. Yeah, and um, I think that was an accident, but I love it. I hope they don't take. I hope they don't change it. <laughs> you know, Rashad told me the other day that he has found he 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 has uh, uh, found some companionship in Germany. So I, I'm just telling him, please don't move there. So um, yeah, oh yeah, don't do that. Yeah, creating like, his little, own little Hodenberg. Yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah. bring her here, <laughs> bring her to tournaments, um, mm. let her see the love. Um, but what this guy does have, the sergeant, which I love, is that standard of the Hodenberg. So it's a one, right? A bracket's one. So you can only have one sergeant with this ability. But essentially that banner gives him elite melee for infantry for 25 points. Gives him the aura elite infantry. Mm. So, oh, baby. <sighs> Starting to get sweet. You got your you got your uh, uh, iron resolve aura on my my party bus. I'm giving them a little elite. The gastromancers giving him giving them a little bit of brutal. And then it's like all these things start to chug and start to work together, man. And uh, an elite aura with uh, in my list, I'm gonna have him positioned so he's giving it to the. 30 attacks on fours from the Legion on four plus because of Brew of Sharpness. And they had 20 attacks, 25 attacks on fours from the Star Wars with Brew of Strength. So that I'm spending 25 points to give 55 attacks elite. Mm. I love it. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, just, that's, that's the best priced item in the game. <laughs> and again, it's a cool. You could do a cool banner, or I mean, you could do like a, uh, you know, whatever. You a banner with Hoden on it. Yeah, exactly. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. You know, um, let your 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 the juices run wild. Um, but again, a super great piece. So that means you know he comes out to um, you know. Uh, six or so 55 plus 25 is 60 and 28 so 80 points you're picking him up for um an inspiring combat character that hits on threes with crushing strength one that has an elite aura mm. yeah i mean what do you think i think he's pretty good oh i think that's good and like honestly going through the list look when i heard your list i was like damn it <laughs> 
I should have I should have put that in as well, you know, for the price. So that's 80 points, you know, 80 points with the banner if he's on if he's on foot, you know, and only 105 if he's on a miniature Arales. So you've got moving, inspiring, and and elite infantry that can be anywhere if you've if you've got a reasonable amount of infantry in your list. I think that's awesome. I just and did then, the math. I just did the math. It's zero point four five points per attack in twenty five <laughs> attacks, granting elite to fifty five attacks. So if you like paying less than yeah, it's like I'm gonna be the crazy Mike Lindell Pelo guy. If you like paying less than half a point for elite per attack, <laughs> it's a conspiracy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> have I got the item for you? Yeah, have I got that? Uh, you know, uh, oh man. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. That's all right. So why don't I bounce down to the unique unit before you come back to the muster captain on wing Darrelles? Okay. Yeah, go yep. for it. So, mm-hmm. so I had Aaron Cadwallader, Cadwallader, I think Aaron Cadwallader, and so he is a special character, speed five, melee three, def five, uh, unit strength zero, of course, because he's uh, a um, character, but heavy infantry, which is interesting. Um, so all the unique units are heavy infantry in the halfling list at the moment. Uh, five attacks, 13, 15 for 110 points. And aura, nimble infantry only, crushing strength one, individual, mighty, very inspiring, and spell ward. So I included this guy because I just think nimble infantry is funny. <laughs> you know, and I just love the idea of just being able to, you know, put infantry exactly where you want them um, to create shenanigans. And again, in combination with other things, like you could have nimble, elite infantry, <laughs> you know, with radiance of life. Yeah, it's just, um, yeah, I, I just, I put that in for that pure reason of you don't really see nimble infantry a lot. And I think for points, value town again yeah again and you know auras can become you know uh just have no can sometimes have no upwards of value like you said yeah and again it's it's interesting and when you think about it oh my gosh that's so good but when you really think about it if you have a full battle line of infantry that's only five it's not like nibble all of a sudden is going to make you get every single flank charge that you could ever hope to want to get that's not going to happen it, it's it's, you know? it's not on flying stuff you know no it's just on mm. your basic speed five infantry it gives you a little bit more maneuverability which can be nice especially when you're playing a, like like i was telling you before when you're playing a full vertical deployment and you're in your you're tied in on each other and like a solid battle line sometimes you get stuck right so here is an option that again you have to have the player agency of where do i put this aura to give the nimble to help mm-hmm. me not get stuck <clears throat> That's why I tend to like auras more than as far as uh, maybe blanket rules is auras require player agency. And I mean that in that you actually have to decide where the aura goes. Right. Exactly. And and it just gives characters so much more flavor, you know, and what you want to see in those fantasy battles. Right. That the this character is inspiring the units to do something. Yes, definitely. So that leaves us with one thing to go from our lists. I think. Okay, so I took the. um, Muster Captain on a Wing, Erles. And my thinking in taking this unit is uh, having played Basalia trademark for so long, um, I love having unit strength one flyers. 
Um, I think it's just great. It's it's a piece that you don't have it really anywhere. I mean, you have the Speed 10 Grenadiers, right? But those weren't in my list. So I feel like having at least one source of Speed 10 is good in the list if you have access to it in your army. So in not taking the Grenadiers, my thinking was I'll just take a couple of these guys because that would give me the Speed 10 projection, threat projection, plus I'd have some flying scoring units. Um, and I think they're pretty good value. So let's go through their stats. So speed 10, melee 3 plus, defense 5 plus. So unit strength 1, 7 attacks, 14, 16 for 195. So kind of like your standard like mini, I guess a mini dragon you'd call it, right? Um, mm. Crushing strength 2, fly, nimble, TC1, inspiring, Iron Resolve, Spell Ward, with relent with Relentless, which I think on this guy, Relentless is okay, because what are you hoping to get with this sort of character? In, in, in a flank, right? Yeah, and then, exactly. And then all of a sudden, that 7 attacks goes to 14, and you're more likely to get him into a flank than some of the other stuff that has lower amount of attacks. So I think mm-hmm. for this guy, like you could run Blade of Slashing and Relentless, and that would be just sweet sweet combo well and 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 like you said and it's also probably going to be combo charging so just roll your other unit first and then he's going to be able to use his relentless no perfect point you combo charge him in with something and that's another interesting thing about relentless too which is remember you decide the order in which you do combats Mm. i mean uh yeah i mean how many times have we have you done that where there's the two combats and you do the one first and it's against the unit when you should have tried to kill the guy with inspiring first. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, why didn't I do that other combat first? So mm-hmm. just remember that, you know, um, when you're starting to want to progress and play from, you know, start thinking about the game in a more nuanced way, just realize that you don't necessarily need to go, okay, let's go left to right as far as my combats, or I'm going to go right to whatever. Think about, does... And think about that not only against when you have individuals or units with with inspiring in combat. Think about that way with your reform too. Like mm. if doing one combat for another, is that going to free me up board space so that when I do this other combat, I can reform the way I want to? Mm. So that's just something to think about when you're when you're deciding the order in which you do combats. Uh, it's not just a throwaway part of the game. It's there's a lot there can be a lot of strategy in in how you decide to pick what. Absolutely. And I think, again, the Master Captain, really well pointed. 195 points, as you've done. At at the 2300 point level, probably not so much at 2000 points, but at 2300 points, because other stuff is so cheap. You can take two, you know, just take two. And again, gives you that flexibility, you know, threat projection. One can go down a flank and inspire something else. You know, the other's minding your back lines. It's... um, you know, I, I, I've written lists where they've, they've got two, I think, really good value. And you bring up a good point, which is if I go down to 2K with this list, that's the first thing I drop is I yeah. drop one of the muster captains, step one, and then I take another look and think yeah. about, OK, what else do I want to get rid of? But that is definitely one of those. Uh, I got to go down from 2300 to 2000, just drop out one of those guys. But yeah. it's often nice when you have flying units like that. And the same thing with dragons. Two gives you way more angle opportunities than one, 
especially mm-hmm. when they work in tandem with each other. Sometimes when you just have one dragon or one flying creature, your opponent can react and do things to it. But when you have two and you can make, um, you know, uh, d- uh, different angles with them from different positions, it becomes a lot more difficult to, to deal with. Um, yeah. So I like because yeah, in like the end, Kings is still a movement list. game, right? Oh, yeah. So, completely. Yeah. Mm. So my list yeah. ended up with 15 drops and 24 unit strength. Um, yeah, and mine ended up with 18 drops and something like 32 unit strength. Yeah, so I went a little bit more elite than you, I think, with the double mm. uh, muster captain. Yeah, um, and it, items on your big units. Yeah, and then I took a little bit. I, I'm investing a little bit more in um, my party bus. Uh, mm. but man, Which is, you know, that's cool, the Jeremy way. Yeah, well, and I just think of like a Legion party bus uh, halfling thing I could do is just amazing. Oh, I love your description of your legion of what you could do. Oh, I'm resisting so hard buying this army. I'm resisting so hard, Jeremy. I have so much Dragon Empire to paint. Buy I it. Just, no, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I was not at all on. I mean, we've all, we all know that I have. I need to become a Highlander and live forever to be able to like paint all my armies <laughs> that I want to paint. But um, I, I'm still keep going back and forth around what sort of um, uh, Mantic army I want to do. Mm. And this, after actually looking at the list, this is, a, I can see why people are really psyched for this army. Yeah. And look, honestly, first, first look in, in play testing, I've, I've found it a bit underwhelming, but the more I look at it, the more I love the list. Yeah. I think you really see it's magic once you start putting everything together. And mm. you see all of the components working together and, um, you know, all the little flavorful characters. I mean, uh, the feast master chucking cleavers at you. It's just, it's just yeah, yeah. hilarious. And it does. I mean, it's not the straight up funniness, but it is an army that does have a little funny to it. So I think that mm. uh, it's going to appeal to some people a lot and maybe other people not as much. Mm. But. Um, I love to see, you know, Kyle's talked about it, the whole idea of the double sprue of a hard plastic sprue that gives you a uh, foot and cab or whatever. I think that's really brilliant because I know we all want more hard plastic, right? And if a way that mm. Mantic can do hard plastic mm. is to come out with these combo kits, you know, like I had my secret wish to Santa Ronnie to make a sisterhood hard plastic kit, kit that makes mm. scouts and infantry. So, I mean, I'm hoping that if people do get into this army, they support Mantic and, and, and get some of those just basic kits. Uh, because mm. maybe, if, you know, uh, they'll see the value in having those double hard plastic kits and we'll see that in other areas. Uh, Absolutely. And, I mean, I I mean, I think the double hard plastic is really interesting. I can see, you know, multiple sides of view of that. But the one thing I noticed on the website is that, with the double sprue, if you get the battalion or whatever they've called it, fifty US dollars gets you a regiment of halflings and of cav, you know, and that's that's pretty decent value. Mm-hmm. And often in those double double kits, you can use like bits and pieces from the stuff that you don't use for other mm-hmm. things. You know, like on my party bus, I imagine having like a the, all some of the horses or the arileses like at like a little trough. And they're drinking out of the trough because that's everyone for the party brought their little car. But halflings don't drink and ride. 
they're all conscientious yeah. <laughs> so they've all like give it like there's a jar with like the little like keys you know what i mean yeah, that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's a whole yeah. other kind of party but we'll, oh, yeah. we'll, 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 we won't go into that but the party bus they they, they play responsibly yeah yeah and um they do they do eat and ride though jeremy you know they might not drink and drive but they definitely eat and ride okay and i think that's a fair compromise yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> All right. Well, I think I hope that gives everyone a pretty good idea of the the list. Obviously, we didn't go through everything because we want you to download it. It's available through the Mantic website to download for free. Uh, just reiterating, it is a beta list. You know, there are a couple of mistakes. They'll be ironed out. The full list will be published in Clash of Kings, which is currently slated for around November, I think, along with everything else that, you know, you may get a little bit of a leaking to you over time from Mantic. So, yeah, I, I hope that gives everyone a well-rounded idea of the, the kind of fun you can get from the from the halfling list. Yeah, again, exactly. We didn't want to go and just read you every unit because we want you to go check it out. Go download it, check it out. We just wanted to give you, you know, maybe like a starting point uh, as you guys are doing your own playtest games with the beta list, like what might be some things to take a look at. Uh, to, to think about as far and then also just do you know uh, i'm really happy matt's sort of been doing some of the uh the list builder stuff as as i've been busy with other things and they've been really great great episodes so and i don't think we've had a chance really to do that much with just the two of us so um no. it was super fun to get on here and um because i know like many of you the countercharts hosts we're always talking strategy and lists on our you know it's like everyone's got a facebook chat right with your local gaming group mm. talking about oh man what if i take this and and do this mm. and um mm. but i tell you matt with 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 this and with the testing with all the post masters hub with I mean, we're having a little bit of a setback right now with the COVID numbers, but just in general, as far as uh, I'm painting every day, I'm just feeling so jazzed for the hobby right now. I'm just like just jacked up. Mm. Yeah, I've been back back into the painting as well. So and I think, yeah, all of that, like you say, put together has led to kind of a little bit of reinvigoration for me. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure with what we're seeing that everyone will feel the same. Definitely. Okay. Well, um, any shout outs or any, any anything uh, on the uh, on the docket or coming up that you want to share? Um, I guess the only thing is, so Clash of Kings Australia tickets are on sale. Uh, so you can go to cowaustralia.com for to uh, to link through to the tickets there. There's a tab for the for the event. Uh, so we've we've already got you know a reasonable number signed up. Uh, so that'll be in January. So still plenty of time, but no harm in getting signed up early. Um, we're also going through a bit of a setback with numbers here with the Delta strain of COVID. But, uh, um, you know, hopefully we're all under control by then. So, you know, uh, hopefully it'll it'll still be big and and always, always try to make it bigger and better. But mm -hmm. that's my only real shout out, mate. What about you? Awesome. Yeah, just another shout out to the, you know, we had him on, or you guys had him on the live show that I'm still trying to burn from my memory. Um, <laughs> uh, shout out to Mike Atkins <laughs> and the Kings of War Masters.com US Masters Facebook page. Can you see the Masters logo on the page? So, again, somebody, <laughs> my, my inner Zelensky. Yeah. Uh, just like, just a fantastic website. You know, I was really bummed. Yeah. I had to do uh, – the reason why I wasn't on that show is I had to do like a walkthrough uh, rehearsal for my wedding with the person marrying us. 
And I was mm-hmm. like, I really would like to get married, so I can't skip this to go watch a live show. <laughs> Mate, you need to lock Hillary down while you can. Seriously, so. I'm so close. Matt. I'm yeah. really close. <laughs> I almost got her. I'm yeah. almost close. So it's like yeah. I gotta, you know, just make it through this last little bit. But actually, I've I've got one more shout out as well. Um, I I don't think until you've until you've been involved with something like playtesting, I don't think you can really understand how much work the RC do essentially for free. You know, I have a hard enough trouble keeping up with the playtesting comments and groups, but they're doing like so much of this list was was brought to the playlist playtest already written and said, now see what you can do with it. Like they do an enormous amount of work. And so I think the community owes them a massive debt of gratitude. Oh, completely, completely agree. Um, just the amount of, like you said, the amount of work that everyone goes through. And again, we can't talk about anything specific, but I will say the people working on it, both the rules committee and the play testers, even though maybe everyone doesn't agree, everyone truly loves the game and wants the best version of the game possible. So, mm. I, I mean, it, 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 there's a lot of passion and a lot of people who really honestly care about the game are working on it, which is so fantastic about the rules committee. So again, good point. Shout out to them. Um, and I know, you know, once the, the Clash of King books comes out, we'll have a ton of content for you guys um, all ready to go. Um, so stay, stay tuned for that. Uh, uh, you know, so just wrapping up again, you know, like I said, thanks to Mike Atkins for that great site. Check it out. I know there's uh, bison brawl and samurai showdown coming up as far as far as tournaments. If you haven't been to samurai showdown, that's going to be in September. Um, check it out. Super fun tournament run by the dojo guys. Uh, very much themed around samurais and, and uh, their terrain is beautiful and, very flavorful tournament. Um, what's next on the docket for me, obviously, is I'm getting married on the 21st. Uh, we're recording this on the 6th. We're going to try to have this out to you guys uh, as soon as possible. But I am getting married on the 21st. And then we'll be going to Maui for my honeymoon. Um, and then we'll be back. And then the next thing on me is is it's uh, going to be Living Legends in December. So Living Legends, Jeff Swan's doubles tournament. Todd and I are both Todd Serpico and I are both social. Uh, uh, we're both um, social workers. So our team in first year was social justice. Second year was social justice two, more justice year, and now we're social justice three, the final justice. So, so uh, uh, we're we're gonna try to take it home this year over our two the two first living legends. We've only lost one game and still haven't won. So yeah. last year we went five and zero and lost to stupid Tom Anderson, Aaron Chapman, because I didn't, uh, you know, uh, because they just crushed their opponents more than we, <laughs> because we were nicer and didn't step on throats, you know, as much. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love those yeah. guys. Is this good? Is this called the final justice now, Jeremy? Because you've just got a promotion, so you know. I did. Now I'm, I'm be, moving. Now, Thank now you. Now you'll just I'm, be pointing fingers instead of helping people. Yeah. Well, now it's actually like I have to be like, uh, oh, man, it's uh, uh, I may actually have to tuck my shirt in. So that's that's like the, that's when you know you've made it in the business world when it's like, uh, you mean I have to tuck my shirt in? No, I'm just kidding. But uh, yes, I did get a promotion. Um, I am now a senior program coordinator for the county of Marin. Um, so I, I guess that sounds kind of like official. 
mm-hmm. uh, official sounding, but I'm very blessed. Hashtag blessed. Um, it's just crazy. This month, um, I got an entire set of new Reaper paints sent to me directly by Reaper for 20 bucks. If you haven't heard that story, uh, come on the After Dark and I will regale you with my eBay Reaper paint story, which I've been using those paints and I just love them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They're just fantastic. Um I have a I have a, a new project I'm working on that this time I'm gonna I made a I made a, a a pledge to myself um that this project that I've started will be ready for next US Masters. So it's can Jeremy complete an army in a year? That's the question. <laughs> uh, I, I believe in you. Well, I appreciate it. That's what that's what lets me fall asleep at night. I just I just have a, a picture of you above my bed, just smiling down at me, going, "I know you can do it, Jeremy." So whatever I'm doing, I get I go, yeah. I, I can't quite get there, and then I just yeah. look up. Like, you, you next to the next to the mirrored ceiling. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just like you know, Crozier says I can, so I, I can do it. So, I think we got a lot of awesome stuff planned for you guys coming up. You know, just real big shout out to Rob and you. I've been listening to all your guys' masters coverage, and the fact that you and Alex were able to like call in like live on the line, that was awesome. Mm. Did you have? Yeah, did yeah. You have fun, did you Guys have fun. Uh, sounds like you had fun recording those. Yeah, it was good, and that's you know all thanks to the new equipment that Rob invested in, allowed us to kind of Skype Skype in and still get some decent quality on the call so you know yeah it, it was a lot of fun um yeah. and he'll yeah. refine it i know there was like times where there's maybe a little bit too much background noise or alex was a little or you were guys were a little hard to hear but you know mm. rob is the master you know he'll do one one recording and then next time we're gonna have like 3d printed flying helicopter gadgets doing who knows what so uh you know keep tuned you know and i'll also let us know i know I've been having fun, and I, I think you've been having fun, Matt, too, right, doing the live show on Sunday nights. Mm. So let us know what you guys think about that. Has that been something you've liked us, you've liked to see us do, is to enter that a little bit more video space, doing a little like live shows with guests and a little bit more kind of off the cuff, um, uh, not as uh, originally edited type show. Definitely. Let us- <laughs> In the, in the, in which positives and negatives yeah right, it, right they're fun to do because you can kind of go on the fly but then you have to maybe see austin without a shirt on so yeah. you know uh one hand gives one hand gives the other hand slaps you across the face so <laughs> uh, well, all right mate well hand? yeah should we should we wind it up there yeah take us out yep. brother okay so until next time keep countercharging. thanks for listening And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.